Hello, I am your host, Tabari McCoy, and welcome to A Tight 45. A Tight 45 is brought to you by Everybody's Records, located at 6106 Montgomery Road in the Pleasant Ridge neighborhood of Cincinnati, Ohio. Everybody's Records has been independently slinging music for 42 years. Swing in and dive into a deep catalog of music, including vinyl, or bring in your own CDs or LPs for cash or trade. Listening in from out of town? Be sure to check out their website at www.everybodysrecords.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Tabari McCoy, welcoming you to this episode of A Tight 45. And on this episode, I am speaking with a young man who I've literally gotten to watch grow in his comedy career to the point now that he is uh, making waves and doing things big as he uh, makes his way in the world today. That being Spark Tabor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Spark Tabor is the guest on this episode. And on this episode, uh, we talk about a lot of things in a short amount of time. Uh, we talk about uh, comedy, uh, his love of basketball and love. So love and basketball, if you will, among other things. So uh, Spark's a very nice young dude. Um, yeah. So fun episodes, a fun conversation. It's always nice to catch up with people that you know, especially as uh you watch them uh progress in their lives. And uh you know, speaking of progress, are we making any? That's my question this week. Are we making any? Uh I do want to say this. I want to thank everybody, everybody, everybody who came out to Cincinnati Brew Haha. Uh, at Sawyer Point, hadn't had it since 2019, and oh, we were so happy to be back. I love going to Brouhaha. I get to see friends of mine, including Mr. Michael Cody, uh, the gentleman uh, who I recorded my debut album with on the same night. Uh, he has since retired and is married now with children, but Mike made a return to the stage, which I got on video. I should bootleg it all over the internet, but I'm not going to do that, but still funny. And you know what's annoying about that? He hasn't done a show in like an Olympics, like four years. Still funny. And only had to use one old joke. That's too much talent, you bastard. Yeah, that's how I'm beginning this episode, roasting my friends, I guess. Uh, but no, it was great. It was fantastic. Thank you to everybody who came out. And then last night, got to go up to Wiley's Comedy Club in the Oregon District. I don't know why they can't just say Oregon but it's the Oregon, but it's spelled the same, which is confusing. Uh, the Oregon District up in Dayton closed out their uh, Wiley Sunday comic show, which is always fun. I tried to tape it to get some clips, and I think somebody sabotaged my camera or something happened with the battery or something happened with the memory card, of course, because I had a great set. It was one of those sets where I'm like, yeah, I want everybody who's getting ready to book comedy clubs to watch this set and then deny me a booking. And now they can because I don't think I got it all on tape, which is just perfect because any comedian will tell you when you don't tape, that's when you smash. When you do tape, that's when you probably want to go get smashed. And I don't drink. So that's a lot of stress, frustration and pain to carry around with you. But it is, as they say, what it is, which means I'll have to go check the tape. I even have got ready to uh, do more work on social media to promote my stand-up because right now my Instagram, uh, my my main Instagram is just a lot of me running because I am trying to get in shape for October, which reminds me that if you are going to be in the Cincinnati area Halloween weekend, please, please, uh, please uh the tickets are not live yet and trust me you know i will let you know uh but the tickets are not live yet but yeah the four days before halloween your boy is going to be headlining go bananas comedy club it's going to be a recording and it's going to be dope so i hope to see you there because uh it would be really cool uh if you were 
And uh, if you're not, um, I really hope you will listen to or watch the products uh, that come out of it. But if you're in the Cincinnati area and I find out you was here and you weren't there, you're going to need a real good excuse, a real good one. And I don't mean like some run-of-the-mill excuse. Like, yeah, I'm talking about like gangrene of the foot, something like that. Like, I need an excuse like that. That's going to be the type of thing that I'm going to need. Because uh, any comedian will also tell you there's nothing more annoying than the person that's always like, oh, when's your next show? I'm like, why? So you cannot come to that one too? It's annoying. Stop it. And speaking of annoying uh, and mostly just crazy, tonight um, I went to go get a burrito at a very well-known burrito joint. Um, a woman two customers ahead of me in line uh, was getting a burrito bowl. On this bowl, they placed cheese. Apparently, uh, she has a son at home who is lactose intolerant or just can't have cheese uh or he'll turn into like a, a dc supervillain notice i says dc supervillain because dc supervillains are the best part of dc movies the dc heroes not so much anyhow now did this woman say hey can you take that cheese off in a nice respectful fashion when the person put cheese on it because i mean it's not like you don't go to a burrito joint and most people don't get cheese you know what i mean that's like going to an italian joint and not getting cheese cheese is almost in every food group uh unless you are a vegan it's even a vegetarian so getting cheese on your son's burrito bowl was not a calamity however when i tell you that this woman went full viral video mode over some cheese and demanding, despite the fact that myself and two other customers had already had food in the rotation. But when I tell you this woman went ballistic, oh, it was ridiculous. I was like, well, here gets ready to be a nice hood fight in a, in, a, in a not so fast, but casually fast food joint. But the worker behind the counter just walked away. She didn't yell. She didn't say anything. Soon as the woman started getting ignorant, not ignorant. But ignorant, she just walked away. She did a mic drop. That infuriated Shrek even further, of course, um, because could she have been like, hey, can you just make my bowl over? She acted like it was a calamity and an earthquake and a hurricane and a tornado. I mean, I'd hate to see what would happen if she was in a Chipotle in Jackson, Mississippi right now with all the flooding and terrible situations they got to deal with because no, this burrito bowl needed to be remade ASAP and the louder and the more ignorant she got and the more she cursed and carried on. I was like, Tabari, do we hold our tongue or do we say something to this ignorant trollop? Um, I, I had some other words I want to use, but the last time I talked about somebody acting ignorant at a food restaurant, I posted on Facebook about it and both of the people involved in the incident messaged me and both of them threatened me i'm like so did i just unite y'all because y'all were fighting each other in a frisch's parking lot in covington kentucky on a sunday or i, I can't i can't even recall this was years ago it's pre-pandemic anywho um yeah the employees because she was going off about this person because she wanted her confrontation Another employee was trying to calm her down. Another employee was trying to calm her down. And then after about a good 45 seconds, they were just like, you can go to the back of the line. And you know what the woman did? She left. So, Food Workers of America, I know y'all had it bad since March 2020. I know many of y'all haven't come back. But I just wanted to let you know that apparently... In some instances, because I don't recommend this every time, but in some instances, just walk away, drop your silent mic, or just tell them you can go to the back and stay calm as opposed to getting into an argument. You might be all right. Then again, that woman might return and go full uh, CNN headline news on them. So I don't know what happened. I got my burrito. I came home. I ate it. And now I'm talking to y'all, you good people. So coming up. After the musical break, enjoy my conversation with the one and only Mr. Spark Tabor on this episode of A Tight 45. 
And now, let's get on with the show. this time is a young man who I've seen grow, not physically because he's already too damn tall, but because of the fact that he started out here in Cincinnati and has since gone on to be named the funniest person in Cincinnati in both 2012 and 2013 in both the amateur and semi-pro divisions, then became the funniest person in Columbus in 2014, along with the funniest amateur comedian in 2014, which I don't know how you do that after you win semi-pro in Cincinnati, but that didn't stop him because he went on to become the Chicago Laugh Factory's verified laughs champion in 2019, and he is the reigning and defending Funniest person in Philadelphia of two zero deuce deuce. Ladies and gentlemen, I know him as Gavin, but the world professionally knows him as Spark Tabor. Spark, how you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for that great intro, Tabari. Well, you know, it's all the years of watching wrestling and doing battle rap and watching boxing. It's just <laughs> you got to get people ready for a fight. You got to get them amped up because otherwise they'd be like, well, this wasn't exciting. The host ain't excited. Why in the world would I listen to this if he ain't excited? So. Well, that is that is fair. I also appreciate you calling me young. I don't feel young when I wake up sore these days, but I am younger. Yeah, you definitely younger than me. And the reason that you wake up sore is because you are, are trying to is it, are you trying to match your fiance's fitness level or are you just doing too much in general uh, trying to feed, you know, trying to keep healthy? She's she's damn near a professional CrossFit athlete, so I, I'll never match it. But I, I, I do try and try and still look aesthetic as best I can. I understand because I am trying to do the same because I am trying over the course of the next 60 days to run the equivalent of a 5K every day. And I've been trying to reduce my beloved sugar intake, which is killing me because I mean, as a person who I know enjoys cookies for breakfast. Yes. Uh, for those of you that aren't unfamiliar, uh, Spark, you might want to let them know what that was a reference to. I have a, I have a podcast uh, that last updated in April, but it's but it's coming back uh, <laughs> called Cookies for Breakfast. But before that, I was doing it every week, legit for a year and a half. So I understand. I, was... I took I took a two month break with this one. Sometimes you just gotta take a break, and then you're like, "Is anybody listening?" And then uh, my podcasting host site just sent me thing like, "Congratulations on 3,500 downloads," and I'm like, "Ooh." Yeah, I know. I was like, well, I'm nowhere near where I want to be because I think Joe Rogan averages 3,500 in a second, but I'm not yeah. Joe Rogan. Then again, that means I can also not get talked about by various communities and minorities. And you know what? I think I just killed my chances of being on Joe Rogan. So I hope I didn't kill yours, Spark. <laughs> Joe, uh, if you're listening, we can talk about news radio. <laughs> I don't think he, I I want to hear about uh, Friends, uh, I, I believe. I, I believe he was on Friends. Was he? I think so. Uh, you can look it up, stat, stat check it, but I, I believe he had an appearance on Friends. I'm trying to, okay, now if he was on Friends, I'm trying to figure out was he supposed to be a romantic uh, antagonist for one of the girls, or was he a antagonist for one of the guys? Honestly, I think it was literally like either him at a party or him in the uh, hallway. Uh, I'm about to look it up right now. I'm like, I, I felt confident was Joe Rogan, okay, I just put, was Joe Rogan friends? <laughs> and it just said yes. Like, what does that even mean? You could just be <laughs> like, yeah, you know what you could do? You could take that to a party and you could be like, you know, Joe Rogan and I are friends. People are like, no, y'all ain't. Then you could just show them the Google result. And they'd be like, well, I, I can't argue with Google, but I, I okay. digress. It so, says yes. episode, season two, episode 13. Although okay. he was not credited in the episode, he is an extra. So there you go. That's uh, should I know that? Let's not talk about it. But he is on Friends. Hey, I am the king of knowing facts that nobody else needs to know. I mean, but that I mean, I mean, how do you think I get half my material other than you know being alive? 
So, you know, it is what it is. Also, I, I like the fact that you are one of the most mellow individuals possible. I would love to actually see you angry from a distance because, I mean, now that you're lifting weights, I got to be cautious. But like in, in the non-fit, although I did see some of your anger because you are a basketball fanatic. So before I even get back to you, how are you feeling about the upcoming NBA season? Uh, it's this. We're in a great spot, you know. Uh, Hold on. Was, see, I'm going to stop you there. You just said were. For those of you that are unfamiliar, Spark is a Lakers fan yeah, and yeah. just referred to himself as if he is on the active roster hey. making buckets with Patrick Beverly. Put, put, put me out there, coach. Uh, I'll get torched. I, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I think we're looking all right. I think this is a playoff roster as is, assuming health. It's nowhere near... I, 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 we might win a series, but you know, mm -hmm. like Lakers are kind of championship or bust. We're nowhere, we're, we're like, and we're not going to be. Uh, Russ, Russ needs to leave, and then maybe was, one more big player comes. I was going to ask you, what were you more disappointed with, Russell Westbrook's performance on the court or that series Showtime off the court? Uh, I didn't watch the Showtime series because I heard a lot of bad things. Like I know Jerry Buss really didn't like it. Right. Uh, so I did whenever like Mike Tyson has this issue with Hulu. So I'm not watching the mic. If you right. tell me you hate it, then even if I'm interested, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch. Out of, but see, out I thought as a Lakers fan, you would have to watch. I watch all the rap 90s documentaries. I watch everything on my beloved Bengals. And you kind of are starting to look like a young Irvin Johnson. I could see that. I could definitely see that. And I, I don't mind that good, good looking man. Uh, no, I mean, like, I, like there is the, the, the new Lakers series that's on Hulu called mm -hmm. Legacy that I'm, I'm going to watch. Uh, but and, and there's a Redeem team coming out that I'm definitely going to watch. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't need it seems like the Lakers that were in it didn't approve of their representation. So we don't need to watch that crap. But then again, see, I, I, I like the undocumented ones because if they approve of it, it's kind of like too smooth and too too schmaltzy. You know what I mean? Because like I like Straight Outta Compton, but there were several things that happened in each of those individuals' careers that was not covered in the film. Yeah. But then again, I don't need Dr. Dre coming after me. I already use his headphones, so I've already given him <laughs> the money he's going to get out of me. Although I bought mine on sale, Dre, because uh, I didn't forget about you, Dre, but I forgot about them retail prices. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, that notwithstanding. I love that. Uh, What's the difference between you and me? Yeah, I bought them on sale. That was my difference. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the difference is, is that I could not afford retail pricing. That was that was my. Uh, and speaking of DJing, uh, you love how I do these segues. It's like we're doing know, Comics are, Unleashed with no commercial You're all on it. Yeah, uh, you know, you, uh, <laughs> in addition to being an award-winning, uh, multiple-time award-winning stand-up comedian uh, who actually was the feature for my second album recording, so life was. comes full circle, because now I'm going to have to feature for you because you're doing better than me in a lot of ways in life. Uh, <laughs> I'll wait from the stage that. as well. Uh, but yeah. Uh, you know, you you also are a DJ uh, of weddings. And I was going yes. to ask you, as a comedian, you already have to worry about dealing with hecklers, mm -hmm. uh, drunken audiences. And then you put yourself into the forefront of dealing with potential hecklers and drunken audiences. And mm -hmm. you have to do what they say because they, unlike the club, have your check. So I was going to ask you, one, how'd you get into DJing for weddings? Why do you like DJing for weddings? And what was it like knowing that your two main sources of income, comedy and DJing, got shut down for essentially two years? Uh, yeah, I got started. I've always, similar to you, uh, like we, we, we both have a, a great thirst for pop culture. Uh, yes. Like, so, uh, you know, uh, we're very similar in that way. And I've always loved music. I, I've been attached to it. And I I always loved how it made people feel and kind of seeing the reactions. So in college, you know, I, I had a, my finger on the thumb a bit better than a lot of other people. So when I would come to the party, you guys, I don't know the age of your listeners, but when I was in college, iPods, iPod video actually was a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, so it became a thing of like, people wouldn't just play music, they'd play music videos that you would download. Anyway, your boy had the 32 gig or whatever the biggest one was. And so <laughs> I still have a 256 party. touch. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know what the largest, maybe it was 400. Anyway, that's how I started. Uh, yeah. And 
then uh, two women that I went to college with, and I mean, I was doing it, like they were like, do you want to, one of them mentioned me DJing their wedding and I did it for like 50 bucks an hour or something. I mean, mm-hmm. just dirt cheap. And, uh, but you know, they were, but I also performance wise <laughs> was deserving of that pay rate, maybe even less. Uh, and I loved it. I loved being a part of people's special moments and seeing people happy. And yes, a lot of hecklers. Um, at this point, similar to comedy, like I don't want to say that I'm 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 ready for whatever people are going to say because that's not true. But I would say that the general pushback that I get from DJing, much like comedy, because I've I've been doing both for ten plus years at this point, mm-hmm. I know what the deal is. I can look into the audience and of course there's a surprise here or there but yeah i can kind of look and go okay i think you're going to like this these are the songs slash jokes that i'm going to tease Mm -hmm. to see can i move into this genre if you if you like this yes then like uh what if i if i if i want to do pop punk for example at a wedding if i think they're going to like it but that's a strong choice for a wedding yes it is I might do like Fall Out Boy Dance Dance or uh, Green Day or mm-hmm. Blink-182, right? Like songs that kind of fit into others. And then if they like that, then we can go all the way in. I got you. What do you find to be more challenging? Uh, having a good headlining set or rocking a wedding for the its entirety? Oh, a headlining set for sure. Because uh, every... Some like when I was headlining at Go Bananas, I want to say late Friday mm-hmm. or no, it wasn't late. It was, I think it was early Saturday, which was supposed to be, it was, it wasn't late Friday because late Friday always sucks. It was early Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. I was on that late Friday show. Late Friday was good. That's why I'm saying. So <laughs> don't be it saying was, it always sucks. I'm like, wait a minute. Late Friday does always, tomorrow, we all know as, as comedians that late Friday is usually the most rowdy like crowd is the most difficult yeah, to that do. that is that now that is definitely true uh because yeah thursday and sunday are going to be like lighter but those yes. people are usually in my experience at least somewhat invested in this yes uh but late friday but anyway so early saturday is usually your best show it's the highest attended yep. it's the people that you know, like plan to come see you more so than people that maybe got free tickets or, or maybe they also, anyway, the point is that early Saturday show at Bananas was my worst show, which I could not believe. I was like, what is going on? What happened? They just, it, it wasn't a bad show, but they just like the late Friday show that I did, that was a very playful crowd. And you could yes. get into your jokes, get out. They like gave you time. That early Saturday was just, ha uh-huh. And then that's it. Like you, we like it. Maybe uh, that effort is harder than any any wedding that I've ever uh, well, harder than most weddings I've ever DJed. You know, the thing I was thinking about though is that you know, with you DJing, you have an appreciation for music and being a comic. You also know about setting a mood before a show. Does it is it just me or does it feel like a lot of clubs don't know? or don't care about their pre-show music or getting people ready for the show anymore? 100%. Uh, I actually commented that to someone uh, at at Helium. Uh, I, I, I forget what happened, like they, uh, so at Helium, which I love, which is yes. one of the only clubs I've ever, this has ever happened. When I, I was hosting for uh, Jason Banks uh, with uh, Kenny, I, I know you know those people. For the yes. people that don't know, Jason Banks is a, is a TikTok celebrity. Uh, he's, he's a homegrown Columbus boy to us, but to yes. you. And then Kenny Mock is a good friend of, of, of Just his. saw Kenny last night. Kenny's great. Uh, we all came up together, speaking of, you know, mm-hmm. due to nature Hollywood. Anyway, yes. uh, the... The DJ, the, the it's not the dude, the, the house manager, or whatever, comes in and is like, "What do you want your song to be?" To me, to Kenny, and to Jason, and then that's that just doesn't happen at most clubs. Yes, and so that they took the time to do that, I was like, "This is very nice." Yes, <laughs> I like this a lot. I have made a pre-show playlist for my upcoming recording because I want to set a certain mood and a certain vibe 
Good. So that well, people will be in there. And, you know, I got a nice wide range of, you know, friends. Uh, I'm not going to go as far to say I have fans. I have a box fan. I, I It's in my garage. But I want that pre-show fans. set up. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm, just try, I'm just trying to stay humble. I learned from Kendrick Lamar. Um, I haven't learned enough <laughs> to get the millions he has. But, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to keep it humble. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I like a good vibe before a show. You know, that, that's just me. Although I know speaking of vibes, because uh, once again, all over the place, because you have so many doggone various interests, you, like me, are a big fan of cinema. Uh, and you would do the different film reviews um, yes. on your IG page. Um, I was just curious as someone who, you know, likes a lot of different types of films. Cause you know, I don't just have one thing that I enjoy. Um, first of all, I got to ask you this, cause it's, it's like the big talk amongst uh, the black movie goer this summer. Mm -hmm. Nope. Thoughts. Oh yeah. Very controversial. Uh, yes. I, I, I've lost friends. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, okay, I, 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 I'll do it spoiler free because even yes. though it, it, I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, yes. I will say that it is by far the most abstract yes. of, of his efforts. Uh, Get Out, he left no room for interpretation. He was right. like, this is what it's about. This is what's happening. Yep. Agree or disagree. Uh, yes. Us, more abstract, more like what, because I'm, I'm not afraid to spoil that. If you haven't seen it by now, right. like, who cares? But what is the motivation for the people below? Like, what? Why today were they able to get up? Like, what is what is the hands across America thing have to do with all of it? Right? There were right, a lot right. of those type of questions. In no, but it was still pretty clear that the main villain, if you will, which I would argue about that phrase, but the the anti family wanted to take back their lives, and that meant killing the current family. That's very, mm -hmm. very obvious. In yes. nope the motivation of the main villain is never given and mm. the side story with the monkey yeah is never that, that's what took me out connected well see here's the thing and not to go uh ebert and roper or for those of you that have seen the 1987 robert townsend classic hollywood shuffle uh two black guys on film but it was the idea of if you can figure out the esotericness, man trying to control nature because yes. they tried to control nature on that on that show. And yes. then we know what happens with the main plot and Glenn from The Walking Dead, because I, I dare 90% of America to tell me what his real name is. I know it, but I dare what I dare not mainstream America to tell me. But Glenn from The Walking it's, Dead. It's Glenn. You know. <laughs> it's Glenn. What's his name? Yeah, uh, I mean, he's doing better than, than, than I'm gonna say both of us. But if I see him at a Comic Con convention in like ten years, I'm like, "What's up, Glenn?" He'll be like, "That's that's not my name. Call me yeah. Steve." And I'm like, "Whatever, Glenn." You, yeah, you know what? Why do black yeah, people do that? Yeah. We never. Why do black people do that thing where it's like we will call you what your character is to your face? Because I know that the actor who played Cole on Martin hasn't been called his real name probably eighty percent of the time. Carl? See? <laughs> even you. Is that his even, name? Even Thomas. You, Wait, Thomas, right? No, you're thinking of Thomas Michael Ford, who was Tommy. He oh, had it easy on that show yeah, because he got was... to keep his real name. Okay. Well, I thought it was Carl or Thomas because I was, I was scrolling my brain through the uh, credits of the show. Well, I was going to say, you're not wrong. His first name is Carl. Do you remember the go. rest? No, no, no chance. But I know I was like Carl. I was like, no, it's Carl. Like, I yes, know. it is Carl no Anthony Payne the second. Ah man, so I was like, I was literally going Carl Anthony, and then I was like, are you thinking of Carl Anthony Towns? I had no clue what his third, what his last name was. You could have given me ten thousand. Well, I probably didn't have that. Yes, I'm, I'm just well. I mean, you. But here's the thing. I here's the reason I even brought that up. You go by a nickname on stage. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, for those who are curious, are you at liberty? Are you finally ready to reveal the origins of said name? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a, a nickname, but I, I'm not offended by that by that phrase, like, because I, I, I go by Spark on and off stage, uh, but I also, like, have taken no no legal stances. Anyway, long story, like, just to get to that, my my given name is, is Gavin, and, I, and I'm not offended when uh, people call me that. Uh, it would be that thing, though, where if I did get some level of relevance and some stranger were to come up to me like, what's up, Gavin? I'd be like, nah, 
<laughs> nah, man. It's you know Sparta, it's, like? it's nothing. Right, it's like, because I've met, like, rappers, and I've met wrestlers, and it's like, do I say... Like, if I met The Rock, I'd be like, it's The Rock. I wouldn't say, there goes Dwayne Johnson. Like, that's not coming out my mouth. <laughs> that's a good... Yes, would I say... If I saw The Rock, I might be, I might go, what's up, Rock? That 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 feels best. Because Dwayne, yes, that you is You know what weird. it is? This is what That's nobody's weird. willing to say, and I'm only going to say it because I've never met the man, and I'm in my house right now. He's too big to be a Dwayne. Yes. You're, yes. Rock fits better. Way yeah. better. Like, he's just too damn big to be named Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like the man's politics, and I have met him, and having met him, I can see why he's got his politics, because I think there's some C to the E to the E, uh, but Herschel, uh, that man looks like a Herschel. You know what I mean? Like hey, Who's Herschel? Uh, uh, he's running for senator in Georgia. Is that Chris Jericho? <laughs> no. oh, I, I don't Herschel know. Walker. Oh, Herschel. Herschel Walker. Oh, I thought you were talking about a wrestler. I was like, no, I, I switched it up. Well, you know, the Rock also did football. So there was a connection there. There was a gradual progression in these yeah. things. Warren Sapp always talks crap about it. And I'm like, all right, you're a pro, you're a Hall of Fame defense. Or anyway, sorry. That's all. I just it aggravates me when he talks about other players like they're bad. And I'm like, sorry, we aren't one of the like hundred best players of all time. Shut <laughs> up. Well, you know what? There, well, there's two comedians that do that, but I don't want to say their names. But if people want to know who aggravates me like that, let's just say uh, one of them had a big perm, and uh, there's another one who's really mad when he used to be on TV. But yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, oh yeah, he's doing a lot right now. But I actually do not <laughs> want to talk about him at all because I don't want to give him a second more of attention. You, you but, see how much I say yes. it just no. Listen, yeah, yeah I know. We're right. You know what? But you know what? That should be that's what we should maybe we should just become like the DJ Vlads of comedy and just have the all trash talk podcast. I mean, we'll never get booked again, but yeah, we we'll can, never get but, <laughs> well, actually, you know what though? You know what? I take that back. We would probably get booked, but then we'd have other comics always trying to fight us. <laughs> yeah. Like you got famous just from trashing other comics in our town. It was like, I mean, look, I don't know what to tell you, my guy. We tried it the nice way. <laughs> <laughs> we tried, right, guy? Yeah, hey, 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 see, but at least you got the fiance that can work security for you. That's true. Show. Yeah. So for you know, for those who may be unfamiliar, uh, you are uh, engaged yes. to be married uh, to a young lady who I believe did a couple open mics. I'm not sure if that's how you guys met, but she is basically a professional athlete um, yes. because she is a CrossFitter. Yes. Uh, her, her first name is Sabrina. Uh, mm-hmm. I would just, I'll leave the rest of it out. That's that's you. That's you and her business. But uh, you know, be Tabor. So, uh, oh, you had that conversation. No hyphenation. Yeah. No, yes. no, 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 keeping the maiden name. Nope. Easy discussion. I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, this is what I want to do. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Throwback appeal. Cause I'm almost, I would be afraid to almost even ask a woman. I'm like, please don't leave. Like, I just, I just wanted to see if you want to take it, but you know, uh, so yes. How did you, uh, for those who may not know, how did you meet your girl? And I'm going to ask the question, cause you have a joke about it. Sure. What is it like being with someone who you're like, I got to get in better shape if there was ever a problem because I don't think I could defend myself. Uh, yeah, we met on OkCupid. Uh, we did discuss stand-up a little bit. She did it in college and she'll do it when I ask her to, but it, it was never a pursuit of hers. It was a just passion, kinda, if you will. Yes, it was just a thing when she was younger that she did and enjoyed and then kind of moved along. Uh, but we, we, we met on OkCupid. We're getting married in December. Um, and... I've always been uh, athletic, like I've always been good at sports, but I always hated going to the gym. And then actually uh, what happened is that as I got closer to 30, I could mm-hmm. feel things slowing down. Yes. Frank and, Thomas has some pills he'd like to sell you. Yeah, and I, and I would have taken them at 29, <laughs> uh, which I know people hear that and they're like, wait, you're 40. I was like, no, no, no. Like I could, in my 34 years of life, the difference between what I was able to do 27 to 30 is mm-hmm. far it's more drastic and lost than 30 to 34 has been like i'm i'm not that different anyway so i started going to the gym to try and take some of that back but i wasn't going for muscle i was going for use okay 
And then with Supreme, you're going for function over fashion, as they might. Yes, say. yes, 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 yes. I wanted to still have that explosion. I, so I was like watching videos on plyometrics and all of that. Now, as I've like, just uh, just agreed that kind of the days that I could walk onto a basketball court or a soccer field and just assert my dominance are coming to a close. And I just uh, I, I'm going to ride that wave till it's done. But now I am looking to just kind of old, old man bulk up, right? Like I, I'm not going to be the fast guy in the court, but I'll, I'll be able to push you over. That, that's right. kind of what I'm moving towards. You're going from a finesse player to more of a role player, but you want to be very good in that role. 100%. I, I, will, I will give it to someone else to shoot and I will box out now. That is, <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best boxer there is. I got you. So, I mean, but I was curious, you know, um, is, does it help? all the time to keep you motivated knowing that you have somebody that that's their main thing or is it kind of one of those things do you have to battle your own ego sir uh yeah i would say that i actually i was literally uh laughing that i was trying to write a joke about this to today uh it's certainly not ready so we're not gonna um, (laughs) (laughs) there is this thing right where you're you're kind of raised that like you're the you're the breadwinner you're the protector you're the like man Right. Uh, and Sabrina makes more more money than I do. Uh, and like, yes, I would still like I'm so stronger than her. I'm faster than her. Like I'm still those things. But comparatively, I'm not right. Like if you scaled me mm-hmm. to her size, she's much stronger than me. Right. right. Uh, so uh, that that aspect doesn't get affected because I know like if it came down to it, like I'm going to be the one to step up and she kind of expects that. Uh so like there, there's no confusion there. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the money thing was an ego for a little bit. Like I've never cared about money. Obviously I do comedy. Yes. Uh, I was going to say you were in the wrong lot of work, <laughs> but yeah, when people are like, well, other girls <laughs> I've dated, they, people are like, well, what do they do? Like when I'm like more seriously, mm-hmm. have people like important people in my life, right? Like, <laughs> yes. are they comfortable? Where are they at? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, how could you? And I was like, I don't care. Like, are they able <laughs> to take care of themselves? Then cool like if it's if it's 30k or if it's 100k like they're not taking care of me so (laughs) it doesn't really matter right like i'm not i'm getting the same amount of love and affection whether they're a teacher or a doctor if or 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 i won't be with them so yes to the ego thing absolutely i would never like the guy no i was open-minded no of course but I love her and like I celebrate her and I can tell her like get in the gym, like hustle, like I'll go to these meets, like I'll do whatever it is. Um, and people have asked me kind of romantically, like she looks very different from the woman that I uh, met, right? Like she, mm-hmm. she's almost unrecognizable. Okay. Uh, and you just, uh, like I, I, I hate when people are like, why I fell in love with the person so it looks so mad. That's not true, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there are like I do find her drive yes. and like how committed she is to this and like what she's been able to achieve very attractive, right? So uh, that whatever changes have taken place, I've changed too. I was much skinnier when we met, so uh, you know that's that's a whole nother podcast episode. But that's my yes. like, very honest answer. I got you. And it was a very, you know, it was a very good one. I don't think you'll be in trouble when she hears this because I'm hoping she would download it and listen. Otherwise, she's like, "I'm tired." Of it. I know, I like, I live with it. I know this story. Before <laughs> I, know I forget, saying. Spark, plug yes. yourself. Where can people find you? How can they follow you? Etc. 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 At Spark Tabor on all social media, uh, pretty much anything that's ever been put out, uh, I'm, I'm on it. Um, I'm, I'm on. Well, I, I was streaming Twitch pretty regularly uh, mm-hmm. under Spizlation, which is Spiz two Z's lation. Um, but that my laptop, which I'm on now slowed down. I, I think I've got to buy a new one. Um, and then my podcast is cookies for breakfast. Uh, and that, that about covers it. Understood. You know, and, uh, you know, I just got like some random, just different, just oddball questions as we begin to wind down the conversation, because I am too cheap at this point in time to upgrade the, the, the method that we are, are speaking with. Just one thing. We didn't yes. finish about Nope. I liked it. Oh. I'm perfectly okay if you didn't, yes. but I think it's very much worth seeing. Uh, and I, I think it's it's nearly as good as us, but way less than Get Out. But continue. I, I will give you most of that. I think that, uh, will, will I be buying the Blu-ray? Nope. 
Uh, but it was uh, it was uh, an interesting film. But I almost feel like sometimes a director goes too far with the I don't want it to be definitive. I want people to have their own. I'm like, nah, man, I bought the ticket. I drove to the theater. I put on a clean shirt and pants. I want definitive. Like if I wanted to make it up, I'd have wrote my own movie. And then I would have tried to get somebody to fund it. And I've had success with Kickstarter twice before. So who knows? Who knows? I have an idea for a sitcom script. I don't know if I should make it like CBS ha 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 type of level, or if I need to add some drama and some nudity and some drug use to get it on HBO or go somewhere in between with like mm. a streaming platform. But I got an idea. Maybe one day I'll sit down and write it or my most people in the world i'll just keep talking about this idea that i had and never do it because that's what separates most of the successful people from the rest of us but hey i'm getting on a tangent in yes. any case uh i was gonna ask uh, so you know you talked about you know how you guys are gonna you know you, you've gotten a lot of things sorted yes. you're a young man in this world that we live in uh-huh. what have you found to be the keys to making a relationship work in 2022 between a man and a lady uh, I would say that's uh, my number one thing for, for people is like, be okay alone. And I know that's like cliche, but I can't stress, like, I am not a naturally monogamous person. Like I very much enjoy being single. And like, part of that is like, I've been given things that are sort of out of my control. Like I'm not an ugly guy or like you can decide what, what level that exists, but like, I didn't do anything to make my face the way it is. And I'm tall. Right. So like, there are, there are things that, so I admit that there's privilege there that I, I experience that other people don't, but uh, I like it. And the fact that I like being single, I think keeps things very much in perspective for relationships. Because I'm sure you have friends that are like, cannot, kids cannot handle being alone, right? right? And I was like, I don't know how you can possibly be confident in a relationship when, do I need this person or do I need a person? Um, mm. And I am very sure. <laughs> that I do not need a person. Uh, so I think that that helps. Uh, the other negative side of that, though, is I'm sure Sabrina would like someone that's a bit more like in love with like, th- like us, mm-hmm. right? That it's just as more like nothing in this life matters more. And like, I've never been happier than like, I, I'm sure that she does maybe want someone that isn't fully that way, but a little bit closer. Uh, uh, <laughs> But I think that's for the better. And that also means having hobbies and friends. Like if your partner is your best friend, I guess that's fine. But you need to have real other friends. <laughs> On my podcast, I actually aggressively rail against having a partner as your best friend. Because when people say that, I think they mean their only friend. But that's a whole other thing. Mm. Have friends in a life to where if this person died tomorrow, of course you'd be devastated. Of course. Yes. But you could easily see moving forward understood you know i was gonna say you are my second uh african-american male friend that will be marrying a jewish lady uh given all of the you know the various situ problems that supposedly blacks and jewish people have had do you feel like you're you're helping to mend relations I'm, I'm kidding. I am oh, kidding. Okay. I was like, waiting for you to actually answer. <laughs> oh, I'll that. answer that question. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, no okay. If you, if you have an answer for it, feel free. I was just, I was yeah. just being silly. I don't know about mend, but I do know, and you, you've experienced this as as well. Whether we choose to or not, because of the circles we run in, we are often yes. one of the only, if not the only, kind of black friend or acquaintance or coworker that people have. Yes, and there is responsibility that comes with that that uh it's where like you kind of represent the reality for them mm, um yeah. i i weirdly or not weirdly like i've actually had a jewish best friend my whole life uh mm-hmm. and i've been i've been very introduced to that world in a way that maybe a lot of non-jews black or otherwise haven't so i wasn't learning a ton there but i do feel like I, I gave others people maybe an opportunity to have a bit more close relationship with someone that's black. So um, have you had gefilte fish? I like yes. fish, but something about the word gefilte, I just can't deal with. What'd you say? It's gross. <laughs> it's very, it's very bad. Well, I was going to say, I mean, maybe if, you know, if comedy and CrossFit don't work out, y'all could open up a, a, a kosher soul food joint, which I don't think 
could exist, but it sounds like a great in living color sketch. Uh, neither of us are especially good cooks. Uh, Sabrina might not like that I said that, but I, uh, I don't think cooking is where our skill sets belong. I see. And well, speaking of food, I mean, your podcast is called Cookies for Breakfast. Yes. What is your favorite cookie? Uh, Snickerdoodle. That's it? I thought yeah. you were going to say something more exotic. People, uh, I get I get hammered for it sometimes. Like, you love cookies. Now, listen, a sugar cookie with cinnamon in it, when done correctly, there's 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 nothing I like more. I mean, peanut butter bangs, obviously, I like a good sugar cookie. I, I'm, I'm not a big chocolate guy, which is what messes people up. Uh, so you have to eliminate all chocolate involved cookies, which is most of them. You ain't right, man. I know. People hate right. it. What can I say? Okay, well, settle this question. Do nuts go in desserts? Like cookies and brownies or no? Uh yeah, I would I'll take I'll take a nice banana banana nut loaf. I'll, I'll, oh. I'll take a banana nut muffin. Uh if you're just throwing nuts into like a brownie, I feel like that's rude. But <laughs> if nuts in the name, then yeah, get in there, buddy. Oh, come on, man. You like nuts and I, see I don't I like, like nuts and brownies, but I'll I'll still eat it. I mean, if it's a good brownie, most of them aren't chocolate. I got you. Well, we're, we're running out of time here. So I'm just going to ask you in, in, in one minute or less, uh, what is your most memorable story on stage, positive or negative, that you have to this date? Uh, I'll go positive, um, uh, most memorable. I would say that I did, because I won Funniest Person, I got to do Bruhaha main stage, like, right before the opener or like two people before the mm -hmm. opener and the prime uh, time slots when the sun is down when the sun is down it was saturday night and, and the were, mosquitoes are out mosquitoes are out they're flying everywhere it was four to five thousand people there uh and i've never performed in front of that many people since mm -hmm. and i got off stage and i actually like teared up because i was like this this is this is it this is that feeling that i've been chasing of like being somewhere where you belong and succeeding uh and I haven't had that wave of emotion since, so I'm, I'm chasing that proverbial dragon. So what happens if you don't cry at the wedding and, you're, and your fiancé finds out from listening to this that you cried at an outdoor beer festival where you were telling jokes into the darkness? Well, I haven't been, I haven't wanted to get married for 15 years uh, the way that I've wanted to succeed in stand-up, so it's, it's a little bit different. In fact, if you would ask me six years ago if I would ever get married, I would have said maybe. But if you asked me if I wanted to make a career doing stand-up, I would have screamed yes. So it's 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 a little different. I understand. And hopefully she still sees it that way. And she's like, you better cry at this wedding. She I does want me cry. to cry. Yeah, she does want me to cry. We'll see. We'll see. Are you going you ain't gonna try and sing, are you? No. Well, maybe secrets. <laughs> I got you. And on that note, for my guest, Spark Tabor, I am Tabari McCoy. Thanking you for listening to A Tight 45. Well, that is it for this episode of A Tight 45. I want to thank my guest, Spark Tabor, for taking time to uh, chat with me on this one and say congratulations to him on all his success. And, uh, of course, be sure to visit TabariMcCoy.com. You can check out where I'll be performing the latest film reviews and things of that nature. I will be... Uh, this time next week, uh, I will be at the Comedy Caravan in Louisville, Kentucky, making my way down there. Hopes of showcasing the skills for a return engagement for a full weekend. So if you know anybody that's going to be in the Louisville, Kentucky area, please, please, please feel free to let them know to stop on by as it will be a great time. I'll be closing out the Laughs in the Lounge show. Uh, so that'll be a little bit of fun there. Uh, also coming up later this month, I have a uh, show that I uh, can't really reveal the details of yet because they're not public. Uh, it's a public show, but it's a secret show in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, yes, I know, a secret. So what could it be? I can't tell you because that would ruin the secret and I am trying to get paid, but I'll be closing that show out. So, of course, uh, make sure you follow me on all the various social media channels. So that way, when I am allowed to reveal the information and the details, I surely will. And also later this month, I will be in Waterford, Michigan, suburbs of Detroit, the D. Uh, doing a show for uh, a charitable cause. Uh, they still going to pay me, though. Uh, 
because uh, I need my own charity uh, called the United This Negro Is Out of College Fund, which I uh, definitely want contributions to go to. And um, switching gears a little bit, uh, I'm going to end this episode on a bit of a somber note. Um, I want to say rest in peace to my Uncle Thomas, who passed um, this time last week on Tuesday morning. Um, so he was a very generous man. I didn't know him as well as I wish I did. But the one thing that I knew is that deep down inside, he was a very generous man, um, helped out various people, friends and family, including yours truly at times when they really needed it um, and never really complained about it either. Um, just did it because that was the right thing to do. So that is how I choose to remember him. Um, and I hope uh, that one day, which is always scary to think about, especially as you get older, I hope that one day um, people think of me in a similar fashion. And then when I get a chance to see him again, it'll be a very good reunion. I'm not trying to rush to that reunion, keep in mind, um, but that is my hope one day in the future so uncle thomas you are a uh, man i wish i knew better um i'm glad you're not any suffering or anything anymore and i hope that uh you know i can make you and everyone else in the family who's no longer here proud with my work both on and off stage and just as a person so with that being said i am tabari mccoy thanking you for listening to this episode of a tight 45. Take care, everybody.